going on, guys? Welcome back to Network Chuck. Uh, today we've got something special. I've got Jeremy Chara on the channel, and we're going to do a debate on a virtual lab versus a physical lab for the CCNA, and maybe even beyond that. Um, it's kind of a big thing because he's he's diehard physical. He almost knocked my water over, and I'm diehard virtual. I uh, we'll get to the debate here in a moment. But Jeremy Chara, I'm about to bring him on. You might know him from CBT Nuggets. We work together, CCNA Extraordinaire, and uh, I'll go ahead and bring him on. Jeremy, say hi. Hey, hey, good to be with you, Chuck, and uh, good to uh, be with all of you guys out in the YouTube live stream. I'm, I'm new to this world, so it's, uh, I, I, although one thing I've got right, I've got the uh, cup of coffee brewed, so yeah, mine gotta with have cream, obviously yours, yours not, so. Oh yeah, only black. Let me actually pour a cup, because I just made it, and I have not had any just yet, so mm -hmm. that's uh, very important. So anyways, let's just get right to it. Um, we'll have questions and stuff here in a moment. Um, this live stream is sponsored by... Uh, you guys, if you join my membership, go ahead and click the link below to join. And uh, also sponsored by the new CCNA course from CBT Nuggets, link below. Um, so Jeremy, physical equipment, you believe it's essential for the CCNA. I'm going to let you run with this and just start the debate. I'm going to put your screen up. I'm going to put three minutes on the clock to make your best case. And um, here, you are up, ready, set, go. Oh man, if, if, if anybody uh, knows me, you know three minutes is not going to be anywhere near enough. So so <laughs> let me, uh, so so um, CCNA, I'm, so first and foremost, I I've got to specify, we're talking CCNA. Oh man, I see the timer, now I'm freaking out. <laughs> so CCNA, there is no replacing live equipment. And the reason that I'm saying that, I'll say, okay, number one, I've been teaching CCNA for 20 years, literally. So, so I, I actually just moved into this house um, and uh, and I, I in clearing out this stuff. This is this is packet magazine that you can't see right there There we go from 2001 and by then this is actually the first the first article that I wrote about Cisco is in this magazine and I'm like man, it's been it's been at, you know 20 years. I've been teaching this so so in the classroom environment I see students that that use emulators and they finish, and sometimes they even pass the exam. But there is there is just a, a massive gap, and I and I know it. I can I can see it in their eyes. I'm like, okay, they'll they'll pass the CCNA, and then they'll get to their first job and just be like, what is going on? Like just because it technically, and and it, Chuck, you're going to disagree with me here, but this is my floor. <laughs> you can't talk right now. It's my three minutes. They've never done it before. It's like the Matrix, like. Oh, my eyes hurt. Why? Because you've never used them before. You're not a real network admin. You just, you just, you, you, you drew, you know, drug some icons around if you even got the software working. Okay. So number one, number one, there's a gap for people in the CCNA that have, have not used physical equipment and that gap takes time to close and it's not going to be on your first job that you close it. Okay. Second one, um, there is a ton to be learned by cabling topologies. At my CCIE, now granted, when I got my CCIE, it was before there was real emulators out there. Um, I had racks of equipment, and every single time I needed a new topology, I was recabling everything. And yes, yes, by then it had been embedded, but that made me that much better. I knew how everything connected. There was no gap that I had to fill between that and the real world. Okay, hang on, one minute left. This <laughs> also leads to building networks in your house, right? So you've got all this equipment. It's not going to take too long before you're like, okay. Sweet, so I can actually take this this router 
and I can I can put it over here. I can route my DSL or my cable modem connection. Through. Wait, I can do this in my house. And then before long, you got switches everywhere. Your spouse is mad at you, and you've built a full-on network. And that leads to opportunities because you might be going to a church, you might be going to you know a volunteer opportunity, and, and all it takes is just be like, hey, I want to see your network room. And you get in there, and you're like, oh, oh, I, I could so help with it. Well, what if what if I added this? So anyway, right? Okay, 20, 20, okay, last thing, last thing, and this is where it all comes to, right? You do that, you build it in your house, you build your network environments, and that leads to building a passion. Because when you know how something works and when it's real, you're like, this is awesome. It's not just, you know, like like playing a video game, GNS3 is. I mean, okay, so I'm not, I'm, I'll tell you all the reasons why GNS3 Time is. Time and- Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you had your chance. Now right, it's time I'm, for the. I'm uh, the buzzer on you, man. It, I'm, buzzer's coming. Oh, I won't need right. long. I, uh, this is easy. Um, time for the new, new generation to come in, the young guys to come in, and uh, let's talk about why. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, I'm gonna start my timer here now. Now, okay. Oh. Oh no! It, it'll be a bit of a delay when you see it on the live stream. Okay, false alarm. Here we go. St- <laughs> All right, so I, I'm starting now. Okay, so my number one reason for saying go virtual lab for CCNA is just because the barrier to entry to getting new equipment is extremely hard, especially with the newer CCNA. Now, in past CCNAs, ordering a, a few old routers that no one ever uses on eBay was fine. Now, the new CCNA is new, brand new stuff. And you know what? They're going to be revving this more frequently as the years go by. So you're going to have to know the fresh new stuff. This is where uh, tools like Packet Tracer, which is um, free, no eBay, no waiting for stuff to come in the mail. It's just free. You can download it um, right now if you want to. Also, um, GNS3. It's what every serious professional network engineer uses for labbing. Um, that and viral. Um, that to get that running, about 200 bucks. That's it then you can run massive, massive topologies whenever you feel like it's fantastic. Now, Jeremy says, now I'm already doing the rebuttal side, but I don't care. I'm going to go ahead and do this. (laughs) Jeremy says that it's not real world. Let me tell you something. When I've been a network engineer, um, how many times did I actually touch a switch and a router? Um, Hmm. Not very often. You know why? Because they're connected in a rack somewhere or they're in a data center. You know what? I'm pulling up a command prompt, SSH into that uh, device. How's that different from a virtual lab, GNS3, packet tracer? There's no difference. So I think it's, there really is hard, like, especially with packet tracer now, uh, the other argument is like, okay, you want to, you want to feel the physical equipment. And I, I have a physical lab in my house. Like you want to feel it. You want to, but for the CCNA packet tracer has to where you can actually look at the physical devices. You can even click and, and click the power button to come on. Um, there's ways around that. Um, now, I'll say this, and this is probably going to shoot my stuff in the foot a little bit. Having physical equipment is definitely cool and fun, but um, it's hard, especially when you're first starting out because you might end up getting crappy equipment that doesn't work very well. You'll spend too much time trying to set it up when you could be learning just the theory of networking and how to run things in CLI, the things that you need to know. Um, and also, gosh, I, I remember when I had equipment in my house before I actually had a good emulation software. My wife was getting so mad at me all the time. I was living in a small space. The especially for like CCMP track stuff, I had like a four, a five stack switch, and my power bills going up. So that's just that's just ugh, horrible. Uh, so I think 
I, I guess this will be number three. I'm all over the place. Number three, the best reason virtual labs are just this the greatest is because you are not limited by your topology. Whatever you need to lab up, you can do just like that. Um, you know, let me let me bring up my display. I've got GNS3 open right now. Now, the other benefit of this, and I'll just kind of mention this, before this live stream, I'm running out of time, I didn't, I couldn't do this. It was break, breaking, but I could fix it just like that really quickly. So GNS3, great for quick spin-ups, great for large topologies, just add, add, add a million things. Ah. <laughs> so, so hang on, hang on. Chuck, Chuck, I've got, I know, hang on, we got, okay, good, good, good. Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to deal with the delay. You, you, you're the master control behind the scenes, so I can't tell when uh, when I'm going to be up there. So I, I've got something to share right here. Um, I don't know if, if this looks familiar at all. Um, I believe this is Network Chuck um, in his uh, in his elementary school days. It was at 2014. What is this, video one? And where, where are you? Where, hang on, hang on. I, I didn't even get to go in and I'm calling I'm calling your bluff on so what I'm not even in an idea like this is before the beard even grew right and and we've got we've got the background of sitting in an IDF oh oh, oh hang on hang on hang on Chuck what is that what is that well okay well, you know just like before how we had to use physical machines and CRT monitors the future is here um I, I I'm not making a fire with you know wood and, and, and kindling you know I'm I live in a house. I got virtual appliances. I can spin up anything I want. That's the real world now. The real world all, is virtual. All I'm, all, all I'm saying <laughs> is the reason. So the reason. Let, let's let let's let's settle this part of the debate for now. One of the reasons Chuck is sitting there, co comfy, cozy, drinking his coffee, is because <laughs> I'm looking at. I'm, man, I'm, I'm putting it back up there. I'm looking at a picture. What is that? A 3750, 3750. Is that an ASA on the top? And then it we is. got some, yep. thir thir right, some 3800s. It looks like down below that. It, so, so all I'm saying is, is I'm talking CCNA right now, right? CCNA, you got started there. Once, once you get that experience, and that's that's what I'm saying. It's like people are like, "Are you saying you've got network equipment in your in your lab for life?" I'm like, "No, no, no. I'm saying when you're learning this stuff, there's no replacing that that uh, that rack of equipment. That say, I'm gonna I'm gonna close close down that. I, you just <laughs> made, you made me you made me think of that. Now, now, touche. That 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 was excellent. I have to give you that one. If there were like points being awarded, you got like fifty. Right, right. So, so. So that said, once you're past the CCNA, like right now I'm in the CCNP, I'm teaching, um, what are we teaching, Chuck? Encore. <laughs> Encore. For, uh, for CBT <laughs> Nuggets. All emulated, all, I mean, there, there's labs, it's virtual, and I, I'm not looking back. I, I mean, when, when we were doing CCNA, I had a you know, table set up with equipment connected every which way, but once, once you've passed that gap, I'm all for going virtual. But, but I will say, Chuck, I, I, I'm not. You're, you're like I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna <laughs> say anything to you again. But I was. We were sitting here in the pre-show. You're trying to bring up GNS3. Tell me what happened. Tell me what happened. Okay. Well, I, I tried to bring up GNS3, which had been previously working. Um, I hadn't touched it in probably a couple weeks, and my stuff was gone. Um, which is well, okay. I'll give you that. I mean, how many times has some has someone booted up a router and their image was gone? Uh, that's happened before, so it's it's a, it's a rare thing. However, GNS3, I was able to get three routers and a switch deployed from nothing, from like not having any images or anything in there. Got that up in five minutes before mm -hmm. the stream. Pressure's on, so I think that's a huge plus. 
I'd say I'd say it's it's a huge plus until it's not. And, and what I mean is, is you'll be so 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 challenge that I've got with GNS three. Um, one is the enormous time it takes to figure it out. So so first off, are you going to invest your time? So this uh, this is this by the way is the best router I've ever purchased ever for a lab environment. And, and uh, this is not a sponsored router, right? This is this is Jeremy's gut level. This thing is awesome. It's a Cisco 1921 router, two gigabit ethernet interfaces, right? That's all you need for routing your home internet connection, right? Um, pull this up, bam, it's working. And I know if I do something wrong, I know it's me. I'm the problem. Chuck, how, I can't tell you how many times I've been in GNS3 and I'm sitting there configuring something and I'm like, why is this not working? And I finally get so fed up that I'm like, all right. And I pull out some physical equipment, I try it out. I'm like, this is an emulator bug. There, there's something with the, you know, it's something in the emulator. Like, have you ever run into that? Um, yes, I have, I have. And I, I, I'll give you that. There are situations. Now, I'm gonna say this though. Uh, GNS3 used to be like that for a lot of situations because you had to use these um, I guess I'll call it ghetto images from uh, for Cisco images, Dynamips images, which did not work great. But now because of Cisco's viral uh, software, which is like Cisco grade images you can use that emulate, truly emulate the, the router and, and the switch. So plus switching there, I mean, that's a, that's a huge thing. So now we can truly have, I, I rarely have issues with those viral images in GNS3. So I'll give you that physical equipment. Yes, it does eliminate that. Is this the software issue? Um, however, I think we're, we're a bit beyond that now, especially since, and I'm going to touch on this. I'm going to hit you with this cloud. We we're deploying Cisco routers, Cisco firewalls in the cloud. That's all virtual. We're going virtual. Anyhow, I think if you want to set yourself up to be a next generation engineer, I think the next generation engineers probably won't even touch a switch or firewall or a router. It's all going to be in the cloud. I don't now I know we just finished up the CCNA together. Um, Keith Keith Barker also jumped in. He has ton of ton of stuff in there, and I, I can't speak for Keith's content, but yours, mine, and I think Keith's. As a matter of fact, I think I saw Keith in the chat as well. I don't think deploying Cisco in the cloud was anywhere in the CCNA. Well, it's it's not there yet because Cisco realizes that they can't they can't just throw everything out there. Like it's still it's still developing. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm forward thinking. I mean, you'll probably be retired by the time this happens, <laughs> but probably 10 years from now, um, we're going to just be deploying our stuff in the cloud. And I think um, preparing yourself for that is probably mm -hmm. the best situation. Now I I'm going to rebut, uh, is that how you say it? Rebut your, your argument about me being in the server room. Now this, that's actually a great point for me. Uh, that was me at work. Um, the reason I had access to that equipment was because I already had a job. So that barrier to entry to get my hands on that equipment was gone. Not everyone has that uh, luxury. And thankfully, like back then, there wasn't even an option for GNS3 to do that kind of switching and firewall stuff. Now they have every opportunity in the world to get their hands on Nexus, ASAs, um, iOS, CSR1000Vs, which are actually literally deployed in the cloud. You can have running as a virtual machine on your desktop. Man, it's so I, oh, I, it's just amazing. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So, so, what what I wish we had is some kind of vote. I'm I'm watching the chat. One one thing that I 
One thing that I, I uh, haven't jumped into is uh, EVNG, uh, E-V-E-N-G. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't, I have not done that. I know a couple people are like, where's the love on that? I, I've, I've done GNS3, I've done viral. Uh, I downloaded E-V-E-N-G e and, um, and it, sometimes I feel foolish even saying it because I, I don't know if there's, there's always a way to, you know, it's like, is it TCP IP or is it TCP IP? I mean, so is it, e <laughs> do you call it EVNG or do you just, like, is there a way you say this? Or, are I, we... I'm pretty sure it's EVNG. I think that's what it's called. Okay, EVNG. So so I, I have, I've downloaded it, I set it up and I was like, oh, it's not a one-click wonder. So I, I bailed on it at that point. So um, that being said, yeah. And, and I will also mention, I, I um, uh, this little gem, I feel like I'm selling this. I should sell this. I should, <laughs> we should, uh, that's we should, all it's we good should. for. Yeah, you might as well just yeah. throw it away. <laughs> no, it's quiet. So, so that's the other thing. Is uh, is this uh, 1921? I am, I am, I think I am back in that router because it is, uh, it is great. But I will say, one of the um, one of the challenges that I've had is when when you and I do these things, when we do these things at CBT Nuggets, and as soon as I'm like, hey, you guys should get this. Like, so many people make a run on eBay that the that it's like supply and demand. Like, it could be a, a marketing lesson in action because the prices go way up. I got that thing for. 30 bucks, 30 bucks, 30 bucks. So $200 for viral, what? 30 bucks, 30 bucks. True, true. But I mean, you brought up a right. good point though, supply and demand. I mean, eventually there's not going to be any routers left to buy. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> so, so, uh, so what do you think? Uh, so that, that's what I was saying. I wish we could have like a, a who won uh, a vote, but, um, Tell you what, so we'll, we'll, we'll do this. Um, I'll look at both the chat and then all the comments afterwards. So guys, if you're watching this after the live stream and it's a replay, we'll count your vote as well. So if you are for virtual, do hashtag virtual. If you're for uh, physical, do hashtag physical in a chat or comment and we'll tally them up. I'll give it a week and we'll see who wins. First, got my physical in there. Spencer, <laughs> come on, you just like his beard. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna heckle everyone. Come on, Leonard Christian, losers, <laughs> losers. All right, there we go. Woo! I, I got it. All right, if physical wins, I'm shipping this. No, I, I don't know what I'm gonna do with that with that. But uh, wow, oh, look at all those that's virtuals. A, that's a pretty that's oh. a pretty even split there going down. Although although uh, I think physical with two L's is uh, is gonna be a new hashtag. Now I know I will. <laughs> that's true. I'll have to do the, all the the queries for that. Um, now, I will say this. Actually, I got two more points I want to bring up. Um, first, um, I think a hybrid is probably the best option, and we haven't touched on that. Um, you can bridge GNS3 environments with your physical environments. That's the beauty of what you can do with this. You get the best of both worlds. Mm. You may have mm -hmm. a great Cisco router, but you want to test out um, multi-layer switching, and those things are not cheap. Spin up a few in GNS3, and you can connect those to your router, and suddenly you're doing stuff. So, I mean, there, there's options. Uh, now, now... Granted, so so I would say yes, that would be great. I think. Um, what what kind of bandwidth do you get when you do that? Is it? I mean, is it decent enough for a lab? I'm assuming. Um, I mean, it's yeah, it's definitely decent enough for a lab. Um, I mean, GNS3 is always kind of a temporal thing, so you never leave it up to run. So yeah, you wouldn't set it up to be your home lab. Mm hmm. Yeah, I just well, any any time I think about bridging GNS3 into the physical world, I just think. How much troubleshooting is that going to be? Like you're going to, it's going to, you're going to get it working. You'll be like, okay, I'm going to bed, and then the next morning it's going to be broken again. Like, and 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 maybe it's been too long. Maybe I need to give GNS3 another shot. 
because <laughs> I, I, I still, to this day, I, I'll get it going. I'm like, all right, all right, you know. And then I kind of tiptoe away from my little house of cards. And then something happens. A windstorm blows and it all falls over. It's just it's same thing. Like when you started, you're like, where'd all my routers go? Like how many times does that happen? So anyway, I, I usually find I'm troubleshooting silly stuff instead of instead of Cisco stuff that I'm trying to be learning if I, if I were studying CCNA. And and I'll, and I'll I'll give you that it, it does. Um, I mean I, th- I think both, they both have their learning curves and they, they both have their frustrations. Definitely, if you're dealing with uh, your own personal desktop, I mean you're going to run into issues where and I'm, I don't know why I'm arguing against myself now. Um, you may not have enough RAM. Um, your, your CPU may be shot and not uh, good enough. So that, that you'll you'll run into those limitations. Um, but on the other side of CCNA, well we know 10% of that exam is going to be network automation, and um, yeah. the best way to learn network automation is through through virtual devices, through GNS3, they've got built in. You can just slide in a Docker container that does network automation and has all the tools you need. So mm. it, it's um, I don't know. It's uh, it's it's. I know this is the first time we've seen network automation on the CCNA. Uh, yeah, we're gonna see more. We're gonna see more of it. Yeah, yeah, and I and I I, I can say that, but but still, I think when I think of dragging a Docker container over, I I kind of think I'd rather build it myself. I, you know, I, I, I'm like, I'd rather like, and, and maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm old school, Chuck. Like, uh, <laughs> oh, maybe no. it happens. No maybe. one's arguing against that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it happens somewhere over the years, but, but there, there's just something like, if, if I want to build a, a, a lab for CCNA, I want a router. I want a switch. I want, I want something that I can put my hands on and, and actually make it happen, rather than skipping past that and dragging drop it. And same thing with, with network automation. Like, I'd be like, okay. I need to, like, I'm on a Windows desktop. I'm on Mac OS, uh, something. Okay, what do I do? And if somebody were to say, oh, just drag this Docker container over, I'd be like, ah. Like, I'm like, I want to set that up. Like, like uh, Docker, like, that's step two, maybe step three. I want to build whatever's in that Docker container first and, and make sure that I know how to do it. Is that not... I, I, is that not the way anymore? Is, is are, are we are we like hey just just take these things you, like <laughs> the man behind the curtain like just drag it and just you know just assume that's gonna work okay is is that where we're at nowadays? Well, well, I wouldn't say that much. I mean, because like GNS three does make Docker using Docker just a little bit easier, um, but I mean. It, Deploying a Docker container really, in and of itself, isn't too crazy. That's kind of how it feels when you would deploy Docker. It's just like a, a pre-made, pre-baked meal. It's just there, ready to go. Um, but as far as like, I'll give you this. I think people, when they set up virtual, they should definitely attempt to get a like a, a legit server, maybe a huge desktop machine like I have, or they go out and buy a Dell uh, server, a rack mount server that has some serious CPU and, and memory, and set up virtual machines, and set up CSR 1000 Vs that can actually run your network if you wanted them to, and they're virtual. That's what I would say, because that's that's more of what we're seeing. We're seeing virtual appliances. I, I think the next 10 years, we'll see the, the age of virtual appliance, the age of more um, white box switching in a way, but all virtual machines that are running your network appliances. Mm. I just this popped in my head when you were like, "Yeah, spin it up, you know, go virtual." Is this all legal? I mean, the last I for some reason I remembered GNS three, and someone was like, "Yeah, that's not exactly <laughs> right." Like, like as you're going to these other things, are we are we still in the realm of I'm not I'm not getting Cisco knocking on my door saying what what are you doing here? Um, so as far as I know, um, 
it's, it's, it's kind of a gray area to use viral images on GNS3, uh, but from what I've heard and talking with a few people, it's generally accepted as fine. Now, that no one's gonna like. I've I've been told by Cisco that no one's gonna come knocking down your door. You're not you're not the people they're looking for. Um, however, it's I mean it's not it's a gray area. It's a great. I was I'll say that. So kudos to you for pointing that out. Now, in, in past days, in past days, viral images were not available. So if you were running Cisco iOS on GNS3, it was like, hmm, how did you get that? You either had to have a Cisco support contract with, which mm. means you had to be working for Cisco or or, or working for a, a Cisco customer or partner. Uh, and most people were not. So how did you get those images? Nowadays, yeah. 200 bucks a year, you can be fully legal with viral images and throw those into GNS3. I think that's that's okay. Okay. And if all else fails, I see uh, Willis. He's like, it's legal. So when I'm on the stand and I'm like, Willis told me it was legal. <laughs> Call him. No, um, how, but, how... but I saw Ricky, one of, one of the comments from Ricky, he said, how are you going to troubleshoot auto MDIX and you know duplex mismatches? You know, Is that all... Is that all? Uh, you know, is that's that you can't you can't emulate that. Obviously, that's that's often physical issues that you run into. And I will say, being you know doing this for years and years in in the real world, you run into that stuff all the time. It's now I will say with gigabit Ethernet going everywhere, it's not as much as it used to be, but it's right. still it'll still rear its ever ugly head. And when it does, it's nasty. So, um, some some of the things. <laughs> Now, uh, Network Bra is, is uh, he said, the cloud isn't an actual cloud. Did you know that? I don't know. If, <laughs> it's, not, it's not a Docker container. It's, uh, well, I mean, there's always going to be physical, right? I mean, there's always going to be that case. However, you're dealing with virtual machines at that point. I mean, once you plug it in, you're done. Mm-hmm. So now, I'll, I'll give you that there, there is always a physical aspect. But, yeah, no, we're, we're talking about Cisco equipment. That's virtualized when we're talking about this. All right, Willis did did confirm. If you buy viral, you can use the images. So, so there we go. At least at least the uh, the, the Cisco police won't come knocking at the door. And and by the way, uh, I know people say Cisco police tongue in cheek. I've had that happen. Uh, I've had I've had Cisco legal is not a group you want to deal with. I've dealt with them a, a few times, and uh, and it's that they're. Uh, you can smile and you can be like, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, and they're not, they're not laughing. So you don't, you don't want to mess with that stuff. So anyway, um, yeah, that's dangerous territory. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, I'm, I'm looking at, do you want to, do you want to just hit some questions? I, I, I could, I could, I could argue phys- physical gear all day, but, um, oh yeah, we, could... we, we definitely could. And, and, uh, I mean, I would eventually win, but, uh, I, I'll let the, uh, the mystery go on. So maybe Keyword, we can do part eventually, two. Eventually, <laughs> you know, it, it's, uh, you know, as time, it's like Rip Van Winkle, the whole world starts passing you by. And, and then, and then one day when there is nothing physical left, Chuck wins. <laughs> well, and I also say this, I, I, I've heard viral two is actually pretty great. Um, are they still in beta on that? Does anybody know? Um, I heard it's pretty good. I I didn't know it had come out yet. I know I, I kept hearing it was going to, it's going to. It, it is it real? Is it a thing? Is it a? I haven't yeah, seen I, anybody. I've got it. a I've got like a beta version right now. Mm. Uh, they sent it to me. I haven't used it yet. I, I should do that actually. Now that I'm thinking got about it. it. <laughs> got it. And I'm drinking coffee. Coffee with with cream, just um, half and half cream. That's it. All, All right, right. So, so, yeah, so we should do let's, some questions. Let's hit, the, let's, hit, let's hit some of the questions. 
We got um, physical. Okay, so Pablo. Pablo is saying physical or virtual for CCNP. So that that's where my I'll, I will slide my physical gear aside and say virtual all the way for CCNP because there's at that point now. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. If you used physical for CCNA, then do virtual for CCNP. If you did not, sorry, you got to pay the price. Uh, <laughs> go, go physical for CCN, CCNP because you're not a real CCNA. Oh, uh, look at listen uh, to that. I, I know, I know. All the hecklers coming. I don't see but, them making you touch a physical equipment at the exam center. No, uh They're tr- testing you on virtual appliances. <laughs> right, right, right. I believe they call it a paper CCNP. Oh, uh, look at that. So, so, uh, so anyway, uh, yeah. So I would say go virtual for CCNP. Um, for uh, for CC- as long as you have that physical foundation. Again, if, if so, so ah, I, I was about to recycle my whole argument again. It's it's uh, <laughs> it's done. Watch the replay. It'll it'll be there. And someone just asked uh, about CCIE, which I mean that's that goes right hand in hand. The virtual is so much easier for CCIE just because of the massive amount of stuff you have to go through. Yeah. In now, that. now I will say, uh, so spring mommy, uh, good to see you. Uh, she's, she's jumped in so many streams told physical for CCNP. Um, you can, and, and by the way, Chuck, it's it, now, now I, now I am feeling my age when I studied <laughs> CCNP. So I, I'll have to, let me see if I can, I'm going to see if I can find a picture. Well, I think uh, I know where you're going uh, with this uh, and you know, you're not that old because like right behind me, let me grab it. Um, Yeah, here it is. I have the uh, CCMP switch lab manual, and the reason I have this is because GNS3 couldn't do all couldn't do switching inside of it. We didn't have viral mm-hmm. images, so I I had a stack of like five switches running through labs with this. Yeah. Yep. So I'm trying I'm trying to find a. Uh, I had a picture of my uh, my original CCN my my original CCIE lab. Somewhere. Oh man. <laughs> oh my this gosh. Is not good. So what? What year did you get your CCIE? Two thousand three. Oh my gosh. Uh, I was thirteen years old. <laughs> Maybe I should stop looking for this picture right now. That was. Uh, that was rough. That was rough. Yeah. Two thousand. Two thousand three. So hang on. That's hilarious. Okay. I, well, I, I've got a. I've got a picture of uh, so here I'll I'll uh, I'll bust this one out. This is um, man, where are we? Here we go. This is it, it's my office back then. I'm trying to see if I have one of the rack. Can you see that, Chuck? Yeah, is I got that... it blown up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that was me when I was 13 years old. Um, <laughs> no, I was I was probably I don't know early 20s uh, studying for my my CCIE. So that that was the room. So just to the right of that picture. Uh, was a full-on rack of Cisco equipment, floor to ceiling, uh, that was there. Um, I think I'm. I think I'm throwing in the towel. Oh, yep. Here we go. You want to see? Uh, man, how did I'm, how did I start going down uh, memory lane? So this <laughs> this was me. This that was it. That was uh, that was when I was uh, that, again. Just to the right was a full rack of Cisco equipment. That was when I was. Uh, look at that. You see the fax machine right there. All oh right, we're goodness. done with this little photo. This tour. is hilarious. I know. Is that a is that a little bubble jet printer to the uh, to the right? See, we used Kleenex back then, Chuck. Kleenex, <laughs> Kleenex boxes, uh, things like that. So, um, oh my gosh. Yeah, that that was. Uh, so imagine imagine that kid getting up in front of uh, a classroom because that's what I was doing back then, uh, teaching CCIE classes. 
um, uh, that was, that was, that was, that was the day. So that, that's where I come from. And that's, that's the, is that a floppy disk? Yes, it probably was. Uh, so, uh, so that is, uh, that's, that's the, um, uh, that's, I think the tie that I have is, is because I still, the funny thing is I still, to this day have some of that equipment and I still pull it out. I still do demos, demos on it. It's one of those things that just, just will, uh, it will never leave. Right. So, man, so how hard, how difficult what, was it? What was it like to use Kleenex? Thanks, thanks, Cross. <laughs> um, how, how difficult was it to start down your CCIE path back then? Um, so so um, the funny thing is is uh, uh, back then it was two thousand two two thousand three. Keith Barker, who I know is in here as well, uh, and I were teaching together back then. We would actually teach. Um, teach uh we did a kind of a radio talk show kind of like what we're doing now but no video um a talk show style uh where we would we would teach classes together um and the beauty of of that is back then those classes were about three hours so figure you know a couple hours of preparation um you know about an hour of wrap-up so you had about you know one to two hours left of your workday where you could actually study for your ccie um and it wasn't any easier. So, so I'll say the only reason I say that is I had a little bit of an advantage that I was talking about this stuff all the time. Like I, my, my hat goes off. If I had a hat, it'd be off right now to the people that, that, you know, are, you know, 6 PM to midnight every night studying Cisco stuff, because that's hard. That, and I've done that, but, but people do that for, for a long time. And that is, is hard. Um, so so it was it was tough. It took me about a year and a half of really buckling down, studying for for CCIE stuff, and I did not pass the first time. Um, unlike Keith, Keith got it the first time. Um, so, yeah. So so uh, back then, I saw somebody ask, "What what did it cost you to build that lab?" Back then, I had to take out um, a loan. Uh, it was five thousand uh, dollars. Oh my gosh! For, for the equipment, and that was. I mean, that was when $5,000 meant a lot more than it did today. And that, and that was where I was, I was just buying stuff on eBay, building it all. And, I, and now, now I will say, granted, some, some of the stuff I bought, you know how you kind of get, in, you, you ever gone shopping, Chuck, and you're like, hey, this, this is a thing. I could use that. And then you get it and you're like, I, I didn't need that. Like, no. There was, yeah. A, there was a, yeah. There was a lot of that. But, um, but yeah, studying, studying back then for CCIE was, um, I, I, I now with kids with with my wife I don't know I don't know if I would if I would do it now um, that and that that's that's just you know heart searching but it's again context is everything I don't I don't know there's a lot I don't know now so <laughs> well, yeah, I'm in the same boat like I, I've often thought about uh, following in your footsteps and getting the CCIE it's something I've, I've always you know I think every network engineer kind of thinks that would be cool to have mm -hmm. and um, I searched my why, trying to figure out if the why was big enough. And for me, it's not big enough yet because it would take an enormous amount of time away from my family. And I've got a young family and there's there's moments I don't want to miss. And my why just isn't big enough for that. So I know I got, I'm almost a little, just a tiny bit envious of people who don't have a ton of stuff in their life where they could devote that time to CCIE. They're not quite at the family stage yet and they can yeah. go for that. But for some, for a lot of people, it's just not in the cards. It's too yeah. much time. Yeah, I am. I am right, right there with you, brother. Like, like, it, it, for those of you that are married and have kids, uh, or just have kids, <laughs> just let's just say it, <laughs> let, you know, have kids. Like, you will realize 
when you're there, you're like, what did I do? You will have that question. And I'm sure you've like, what did, what did I do before I had kids? Like I must've had uh-huh. so much time. Like there must, it must've just been like, and that, yeah, it's so it is a, you, you do need a good why. And there's a lot of good whys out there to get a CCIE. Um, you know, start me down that road. I can, I can talk about the advantages of having a CCIE forever, but it is a commitment. It is a huge commitment. Now, I do have a question for you. Do you think the CCIE is um, still viable today? Um, just because, like, there are a lot more CCIEs, and uh, I mean, we, there's a big if question mark with the new CCIEs that have come out. We don't know where that's going to land. But with all the new concentration exams we have and the CCMP, and now we have all these side technologies that almost everyone's expected to know: AWS, Azure, some network automation. Do you think it's more valuable for someone to? go down and become that super, super genius network expert, or mm. is it better to go more wide, maybe pick up some coding skills to complement? Mm. It's a good question. Um, and I would, I would say that the, the new CCIE has coding in it. And it, you it know, we're, 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 we're moving into an era where, it, and again, it's, oh, so, so here's, here's, um, let me think about how to answer this. Um, because it, The CCIE, studying for the CCIE will force you to learn so much technology so deeply that that I'm 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 like, man, there's there's almost so so and some of you might be at this stage, and maybe it maybe you're you're at this stage in, in stuff outside of technology. So let me describe it for you. You will get to a place in your life where you've done stuff for so long that that you look at new stuff coming out and you like, there's zero fear of it. There's, there's like, you look at it, you're like, I could do that. It's, it's more of just a numbers game at that point. Like, you're just like, okay. Like for instance, um, I went to college for computer science. So I learned how to program and then never used a thing of it. It was, it was after that, that I got into certifications and I was like this, why, why did I go to college? And, and many of you that know me for a while, <laughs> you, you know that I'm like, why are you spending hundreds of thousands of dollars at, at this? Like, that's where we really, the... we agree so much on that. So oh. if you're in college, oh. get out. No, I'm and I say that, but knowing that a lot of people are just like me, you've gone, you've gone through it and, and there is value. So don't hear me say there's not value in college. It's just, with that much, with the investment it takes nowadays, it's there's so much more valuable directions. So, so anyway, not not to jump off that, but but as I look at the CCI, what it can do for you is get you to that point really quick to where you're like, I'm done. Like I'm, I. It's not it's not that you're like I'm done learning. It's I'm done being afraid of learning. I know you you will have such confidence that that you will like nothing can stop you you will walk into interviews and i mean you will let me just say it this way you'll walk into job interviews and be like why why should i work here like like explain like you it'll be so quick for you to flip the table because you'll feel such confidence in what you can bring the value that you can bring to an organization when you have your ccie um and it's not it's not that i have the ccie it's the the experience that you went through um, and I, you know, I'm trying to think of like, you know, I'm sure military, I'm sure, you know, pro athletes, just, just going through the pain that you have to go through to reach whatever it is that, that you're, you're at. Um, like some, some of you know, I have a company now and I hire people. 
um, uh, straight out of the military. That's one of my my big group of people that I love to scoop up because they're you know anyway. So but but they <laughs> the reason I love grabbing military folk is because they have like they've gone through such intense intensity. Let's just say say that that they are so confident uh, in in their ability to grow and that's. That so so I don't have to worry about them finding a quiet room somewhere and I'm like hey are you still working like they will they will they are self starters that's that's the word I'm looking for so anyway um, I where are we Chuck <laughs> labs virtual lab like <laughs> so so that's that's the value I think that you get in the in the CCIA so I talk I I've, I've talked for a long time I'm I'm gonna drink some coffee now no I I agree with that um. The, and that that's part of me like that's the part of me that wants to go for CCIA because it, it is that that marathon that mountain that once you reach it it's like literally everything else is downhill from here because you've already done like the worst thing you could do in your career you'll you'll probably never hit a CCIE level lab in production ever um, I mean you, you might I don't know but you'll probably never hit something so complex again so you're confident in whatever else you do you're like I conquered that mountain so I part of me like really wants that yeah. Um, but then again, it's like you, you have to have to look at your time, look at your why. And um, as we're talking now, like I bet my wife's like probably texting me, you're not getting your CCIE. <laughs> but yeah. Even yeah. now I'm like, I kind of want to do it. Um, maybe one day, maybe when my yeah. kids are teenagers and they don't want to hang out with me anymore. Um, nah. Well, I love, you know, it's funny, Spring Mommy, Spring Mommy, you're, by the way, you're, you're one of my favorites. I, I don't know why every time I just, so Spring Mommy is a, is a single mom. And she, I think in one of, one of my live streams, she, uh, she chatted, she said, I'm making dinner for the kids while you're running through these practice questions. So I'm, I'm not able to, I'm like, that's, a, but she said, you know, single moms are also self-starting. And that, that's what I'm saying is like, people that are in intense situations, you know, there's, there's a saying like, you know, that all gets worked to the good. Whatever you're going through, it can be worked to the good, you know? And, and, and that's, 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 that's why I'm saying is, is those, you know, down and out situations. So can, can build you into uh, something that you're, you're supposed to be. Um, so uh, uh, James Bond drinking coffee now, folks, I'm, I'm telling you this elixir. It's good. Um, <laughs> it so, does help, uh, help out. That's, I mean, if you want to know how we make our nuggets, really it's, this is the secret right here. Um, yeah. That's how we do everything. Um, I saw a question from Juan. Um, he says, what do I do right after getting my CCNA? Uh, well, I guess his question more specifically, how do I get into my Cisco account? Um, it should automatically uh, apply to your Cisco account with your Cisco ID. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I'm going to take his question further and just say, well, Jeremy, what do you think someone should do right after the CCNA? Um, which is a different, a different answer now because, I mean, it used to be maybe you want to specialize in some other area, so go to another associate-level CCNA, but no longer an option. So what, what would you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 let me just say it back to you. Are you asking somebody? So, somebody gets their CCNA. What do they do then? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's it's funny. That's that's a really good question. I made a YouTube video that, that tried to answer that, and I looked at it. It's funny because I was like, man, there's just so many, so many different angles that somebody would be coming from that it's just not perfect. Um, and and I, I don't think there is a perfect because, like. Okay, what do you do after you get your CCNA? I have to ask, well, why did you go after your CCNA to begin with? Like that that's a, a huge starting mm. point. Like was it was it that you, you know, you looked at the salary list and you're like, that seems pretty high. I'll go after that, you know. So or or is it like I'm at a job, I want to get better. So I'll go after that, you know, or or is it like like why is that? Cuz cuz 
that's a huge thing is, is, and I know Chuck, you said it perfectly, know your why. Like if you're going to go for your CCIE, know your why. Cause there's going to, there's going to be times where you're like, I'm not going to do this. You know, like, I will say after I failed my CCIE, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. This is, <laughs> this is not, and it was my why that I'm like, okay, I got to do it. You know? So, 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 okay, let me, let me try and, and speak generically speaking. You've got your CCNA. What do you do now? And my recommendation is look at jobs. Don't mm. like, like I see so much stuff out there. It's funny. Cause I searched for that. I went to Google. I was like, what do you do after your CCNA? Everything that I saw is like, Oh, go CCNA security. Oh, you should go for your CCNP. Oh, Oh. And I'm like, what are these people saying? Like, like, why are you doing that? Like, like, don't don't just, just like. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go down. Chuck, you're about, you're about gonna, to like 4D down, through road. the screen. Right, right. <laughs> I'm like, uh, like, like, why, why did you go after your college degree? Like, for me, it was because, well, I went to high school and my dad said I would be like a, a you know, living in a van down by the river. So I guess I got to go. You know, to, like, I had no why. And so, so years into my college, I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, what? Um, so, so, so. So that's where I'm like, get your CCNA, and then what's the next best step? Just just stop there. Don't don't lay out a plan. Don't think I'm gonna get my CCNA. Like, okay, what's the next best step? I gotta I gotta look around at job opportunities. Start with the company that you're at. Go to your manager and be like, hey, I got a CCNA, and they're like, a CCNA? What? Like, so so you know, if if they're like, what? Why did why did you do that? Like, that's where I would back up and be like, okay, why did you go after your CCNA? Were you like trying to like? Talk to the company that you're at and be like, hey, I want to get into networking or I want to get into something. What what would be, you know, s start there. So, so, Chuck, I'm just scattering. But I'm, I'm, I'm so <laughs> once you get your CCNA, that's where I'm like, look within your company at what opportunities you have now. And that's, that's where I think one of the huge things that, that, that people, people, we all, and I, I'm just, I'm, cause I'm not, I'm not absent from this, but it's that soft skills, you know, to where it's like, I need to walk into my manager's office and be like, Hey, what's up? I, I just got a CCNA. I kind of want to do this. Is, is there a path I could go? And if they're like, <laughs> no, you know, like, <laughs> like, obviously they're not going to do that. They're, they're, I mean, worst thing that they could say is like, well, I, I don't, I don't know. Let me think about that. Or like everybody's for you they want you to succeed they want to succeed everybody wants to succeed so 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 let's say the doors close okay start looking at jobs you know look at look at other jobs and find out where network skills can be needed volunteer up i mean there's there's so 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 in a nutshell i would say now that you have a ccna plan the next step don't don't set your mark on a ccnp or a ccna security or wireless or whatever you know whatever direction until you know what direction you're you're really heading with this like what's this going to do now i i love um i love you answering this question because you are both um you, you've been in the the engineer <clears throat> i'm what's wrong my voice <laughs> you've been in both the the engineer situation you've been a you are a teacher but now you also hire network engineers you hire both like entry level and more advanced and um I get this question a lot, and I think your your experience will really uh, lend to this. Uh, people get their CCNAs, and they complain that they're not able to find a job. They they feel like it may not be enough, and that's more often than not why people would jump to the CCNP before they have a job. They're trying to just bolster up their credentials. So, as you receive resumes on your desk for positions, what is it you're looking for? Um, do you think 
the CCNA is good enough? Do you think having the CCMP that might be a red flag? Um, what are your thoughts on that? It's a good question. Um, so, and I'm I, now I'm a little a little different. Um, <laughs> a lot of, a lot uh, of yeah. <laughs> um, so so um, when I when I see somebody send in a resume, most of the time the resume is just talking points. Um, like I. I very rarely will hire for heavy experience, but that's that's because of the kind of company that I run. I run a company where I love to pour into people and grow people. That's that's my thing, by the way. <laughs> if if you know me, you know that's my thing. I just I love watching people grow. Um, and so so. Um, so are you hiring? <laughs> <laughs> I know <laughs> thousands of resumes coming. Actually, we are Texas, um, San Antonio. If you Texas. if you have. There, there we go. Actually, hey, that's your neck of the woods, right? Uh -huh. uh, Chuck. Hey, Chuck. Um, so, <laughs> so um, yeah, San Antonio uh, is is uh, is our main point of focus. That's where we're growing next. Um, so, if you if you've got um, if you've got some technical background, I would like to to, to hear from you. Uh, in your in your in San Antonio and. Uh, and you're in San Antonio. That's a big one. I've got, I've, I've done this before. People just started like, looking at moving I've to got, San Antonio. Yeah, hundreds of resumes of people that are like, I could do that remotely. And nope, nope. And you got it. And, and so, so, and, the, and let me frame the other thing. So now that we're talking jobs, um, the, the big thing that I, I look for is do you fit a culture? And that's, that's what, that's the biggest thing that you can match. If, if you can find this, this you're ready for paradise job, a job that you love is, one that is skills that you're good at and a culture fit. That's how you get a job that you love. So when I interview somebody, I'll usually just, I, sometimes I haven't even looked at their resume, if that's not weird enough, but I'll keep it there. And I'll be like, hey, you know, uh, you know Michelle, tell me, tell me, about, uh, tell me about yourself. Um, and, uh, and she'll, you know, go, go a little bit. I'll be like, okay, well, what do you do for fun? And she's kind of like, uh, well, I, I do this, you know, and she kind of expects that. And I'm like, so if, if, if you had a lightsaber, how do you think that would be powered? <laughs> and she's like, uh, now, now. Is that on the new CCNA? <laughs> you're ready for this? Where, where, this is where my interviews go. And it, I know some, if somebody interviews with me, they're like, I know where you're going with this. Um, so, so, so she might say, I don't know. Um, and a lot of people do, and that's fine. And I would say, well, I mean, what would your best guess be? So if she continues to say, I don't know. And I'm like, I mean, like, take a stab. Like, give me your, give me your, your best shot. Uh, I, I just don't know. Usually by then, within a few minutes, I'll be done with the interview. Uh, I'll mm. be, uh, because the, the most important skill that I find or that I, I look for in people is, do you have enough of a curiosity? And like, let me figure that out. I mean, how many, Chuck, you've done this too. How many situations have you been in and you're like, doors are closing all around me. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sweating. It's two in the morning. Uh, 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 you know, it's like roll the, roll the dice. You just got to take some stabs and just see if that, that can spur on some of that. Take a walk, you know, get, get creative. It's the, it's the ones that are, I don't knows that will often be like, uh, and I'm not saying you have to know everything. Matter of fact, I will ask questions to make sure somebody doesn't just lie and make stuff up. Oh, yeah. I so I, I'm, what I'm saying is take a stab, you know, just take a, take your next best 
stab like what powers what how about batteries you know how about something give it give it give it a shot you know the, 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 your soul i don't know give, give me something <laughs> uh that that powers a lightsaber well you just know, so, so you know the, the real answer is kyber crystals that they'll uh, go and find themselves from the jedi temple I know, um, and you know what? If they answer that, I'll ask them another weird question because I don't want like I want I want to stump them. I want to see are you are you uh are, yeah. So so yes, I, I know about the crystals. I've been I've been I actually the funny thing is I I I like one of the one of the best hires that I had is a guy I asked him that and he like he wouldn't stop. He was like boom. I like I opened the door to his passion, which is Star Wars. Oh, and fantastic! For long, I, I learned more than I ever wanted to know about Star Wars. <laughs> Uh, and everything else it's powered by the force man powered by the force <laughs> i mean you're, you're so right though um it's, it's that personality fit um which is key i mean uh many times my interviews weren't technical like often it was i there were definitely questions asked to make sure i wasn't totally lying on my resume but most of the time it was just me meeting with the team and just seeing if i was a human if I could hold a conversation, um, mm -hmm. to, if I could make eye contact, answer questions, that's, yeah. that's so important because you're going to have those interactions when you deal with their end users, when you deal with yeah. higher ups. They don't want to hire somebody that's going to make the the CIO mad when his mouse isn't working. Like you have to be able to inter, inter, interface with people, and then also yeah, yeah be, be able just to to think outside the box to, to encounter a situation where you have to go, huh? Um, yeah, I I, I need to think outside my book think outside of my lab i just got back from finding that skill set is huge yeah i'm sorry i i uh this <laughs> we this lost is him. great stuff chuck i'm i'm, <laughs> I'm like, where'd he go uh, i'm i'm writing some i've got some you, you guys are giving me ideas right now for for some uh future content i want to create on uh soft skills um oh and, and i'll take this opportunity to go in and thank keith barker for the uh two super chats thank you keith and we appreciate you stopping by and guys if you haven't already uh, subscribe to Keith Barker's channel. He does a lot of CCNA live streams. Go do that. And while we're talking about it, Jeremy Chara has a fantastic channel. So go subscribe to him. Um, there is a link below for that. So go subscribe. Yeah, William. Yeah, thank thank you guys. That, that's very cool to uh, to to uh, toss that in. Um, so no, yeah, no, I'm back, guys. Uh, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> lefties are smart um that's funny um so oh, and also real quick thank you to dan marceau for the super chat and he said hashtag physical he's on your team all right all right that's good <laughs> sorry go ahead um <laughs> good 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 so so um yeah I, chuck why don't you talk about something um so we, we got a we got a super chat from william murray he says uh we're great and uh, thank you. Uh, he says, remote work for network engineers, how common are these roles currently? And do you think remote mm. opportunity will evolve moving forward? It's a dream of his. Um, I can I can go ahead and talk to that. Uh, I've kind of talked to this before. I think William, you've, we've probably talked back and forth on this. It was for me, it was my, my absolute dream. Like that was what I was working for, what I was working towards, my end game. And uh, it came to me because like when I was doing these hour long commutes, I was like, this is, this is not how my life's gonna be. I don't like this. So I changed my resume. I change it to say, because I mean, when you're when you're a network engineer and you have three to four years of experience, you're going to get calls pretty regularly, especially if you're in an area like Dallas or you know any any other tech hub, you'll get calls pretty regularly. Um, I put in my resume only looking for remote jobs, and I would have job searches on LinkedIn, Indeed, um, every, Monster, Dice, and I would be looking for um, CCNA and quotes, and then also remote, and then CCMP, and I'd just be looking constantly, constantly, and um, I mean they're, they're out there, but. Um, I hear you, dude. It's it's hard because they're they're not they're not as plentiful as we'd want them to be. Because there's 
there's still <laughs> to poke fun at Jeremy again. There's still that phys- old man physical aspect of <laughs> wanting someone on site to touch the things. Um, the good news is, is the more I become right and virtual things become more prevalent, there becomes less of a need for you to be there. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's become more common. So I, uh, I was just talking to my brother, uh, he, you guys know my brother Cameron. He, um, he came on the channel a few times talking about how he got his CSense and then he got his CCNA and then he got his AWS certified system solutions architect, <laughs> ridiculously long certification. Um, and he, his goal is to work remote. And right now he's having to go to a, a building and work in a wireless uh, environment. He hates wireless, but he's doing it. Uh, but he set his sights on becoming remote. That's what he wants to do. And he's getting closer. So like recently, I was talking to him, uh, yeah, it was yesterday. He was able to transition from working on the network team to moving to the AWS team. Um, which he's hoping that will be a skill that can translate to more remote work. So I think um, traditional networking, if you're like dealing with switching routing and maybe it's a, uh, an older shop that uh, expects you to be there, maybe places that make you wear ties and suits, I don't know. Um, but I think as you move more towards the new technologies that are like cloud-based, I think you're gonna have more opportunities to be remote because those skills are more often than not when you find a rare skill set. Um, they're more lenient on uh, where you can work because they, it's, it's talent hard to find, uh, especially if uh, they're having to look outside their city or outside their state to find good people. So I, I've found, like, because I study collaboration, Cisco collaboration, thank you, Jeremy, for all your wonderful nuggets, um, it made me, a, a value, it gave me valuable skills that not everyone could find. So I was able to get remote work out of a place in San Diego. Like, that's, that's so random, but, like, I got a job there going full time. It was so mm. cool. Um, so mm-hmm. th- there's opportunities when you find rare skill sets. Um, I don't know, Jeremy, if you have any uh, insight on that. Yeah, I, I do. Um, I would say that, so so I'll, I'll give you, um, so the, the, the comment I'm answering is remote work, when, how, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, right. so I would say that remote work works well or is easier when you're working for a large company um, because large companies usually have their systems all in place that you are a little more cog in the wheelish if if that, if that makes sense mm. um meaning a, a remote employee is easy to find and so i'm talking to you from an employer's perspective everybody wants to work from well i'm not going to say everybody cuz some some of them don't yeah. um but everybody wants to work from home why why would you not want to work from home um but Usually those those employees for me are a lot easier to find and I'll usually use them and then and then when when the the agreement is done I'm I'm done you know it's it's almost like contract work um, for for remote employees which that's what a lot of remote uh, folks do for for smaller organizations like mine again we're 30 32 people right now um, so. I want people to drink the Kool-Aid. I want them in the culture. I want, and, and I, and I, the funny thing is I used to be somebody that was always in an office and I was like, I could so do this remotely. Other people are, why am I here? You know? And I, I would be so it, like now being on the other side of the table, I'm like, no, 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 I get it. I get it. It's because there's a certain tone that I want my employees to, to adopt and to speak with and to speak like, and the only way you get that culture is by being around the rest of the employees, by being, you know, yes, the, the you know, everybody jokes, the water cooler conversations and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> well, well, if you if you build it right, those things become the essence of of what your company is. When when that employee goes and talks to a customer, they need to bring the goodness that that you know your organization is, because otherwise you're just again you're another cog in the wheel. So so for smaller organizations, usually like so so the win win that I usually find is. 
I let people do some work from home. Like, yeah, take a Tuesday, Thursday, you know, from home. And I usually find that's a good mix because, you know, if you stay at home too long, it's it's easy to get lost in, in the home the home world. Wow, Matthew. Thank you, Matthew. Yeah, what a guy. So... Um, so yeah, so so let, let me actually take Matthew's question. I started my own business, was pursuing certs, but now I do consulting and outsourcing from small to, to medium business IT. Should I cert or focus on business? I <laughs> love you, Jeremy. Thanks, Matthew. I uh, got my CC <laughs> in 2015 because of your videos. Well, well, thanks. So so let me let me read your question. Now I do consulting, outsourcing, um, small to mid. So should I focus? Should I cert or focus on business? So. That's actually a great, a super great question. It's a super question. It's a super great one. <laughs> um, because it kind of leads into the question of, okay, I'm doing what I, like I'm, I'm established, I'm in. Do I need to keep certifying? Um, and I would say, yeah. <laughs> Did you catch that? That you know, there, there's no physical or te technical error going on. <laughs> I'm, I'm making a word right now. Yeah. Uh. Um, so, so. No, you don't need to keep certify, especially if you're in a groove and you really know your you know your stuff and you're you're continuing to move forward. But but I will say you'll reach a place where you are starting to feel burned. Like like we're not created as human beings to do the same stuff over and over and over for the rest of our life. We're just not. Yeah, we're 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 designed, we're built to grow, right? And so so the, that's why I love certifications is without spending a hundred thousand million dollars for college, you can, you know, you can spend as much as you want. You, you know, grab a book, um, and, and, and you can certify in something and that pushes you to grow in things that aren't comfortable. Like we live in the information age, Chuck, you go on Google and you type in, I want to learn how, somebody forwarded me a, a YouTube video on, uh, uh, you suck at cooking, I think is the name of the channel. Oh, I love that channel. That it's just hilarious. Like you can learn anything uh, online, and so so you feel like you're getting smarter because you're watching YouTube videos on how to cook eggs in there, and it's funny. Um, so, but but you're only growing in things that you think are comfortable. Like that's the beauty of certification is it will push you into stuff that you don't want to learn, but is really valuable stuff. Um, and so so that's so so that's where I go. Yeah, on on certifications uh, is yes that you know. You don't have to, but you should. Like right now, um, I'm uh, so this 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 year, Chuck. I haven't said this anywhere yet. Uh oh, oh man, I'm, I'm getting more. I'm I'm getting, and this is this is where I'm I'm at. I'm between ITIL, which is Keith Barker's world. He he's the ITIL superstar. But ITIL kind of turned me off because they're like, you can't teach or use the word ITIL. I think even saying the word ITIL right now is like the the ITIL police will come after you. Yeah, they're like, like watch that's out behind you. Yeah. I'm like, I don't like that. So I want to go after something that brings you into a little more of like, this is the right way to do IT because there is a way, you know, so many engineers do it just, just the way that they know how, or the way they Googled. And I want to, I want to be able to start saying, no, 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 this is the right way. This is the right way. So, so anyway, um, so that's, that's the direction I'm heading. Um, and, and, and I, and I'm, 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 yeah. So, if, I, if I go further, I'm going to start exposing stuff that I'm not ready to expose yet. That sounds <laughs> terrible. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to start saying I, stuff. I, I want to stay monetized here, Jeremy. Please. <laughs> right, right. Super chats. Please, Jeremy, no. Uh, so, so, yeah. 100, 
yeah so that, that, that's how we'll, that's how we'll do it all right so now, what else we got well i had, I had a, a kind of an add-on question to that because like I, I feel the heart of what he's asking he's He's, he's doing consulting, which I think having certifications while being a consultant um, also gives you credibility, especially for if you're reselling Cisco stuff, you have to have certifications. Um, but I, I hear also where he's coming from, like as a business owner, your time is very, very, very slim. Um, what you can put your focus on, do you still think it's valuable to focus on certifications when you could put a lot more effort into your business and grow that and possibly yeah. just hire people who are certified? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that actually, that's a great angle to put on that. And that, so yeah, going back to Matthew's question, um, that's where you, you have to choose. And, and I think you have to choose based on who you are and it, it, like, this is where there is no right answer. Like, do you do it or do you hire it out? That's, that's the, that's the big question you'll continually answer as a business owner is, do you do you hire somebody who will do that or do you do that yourself and for a long time for instance i was the network engineer at via that's my company and i and i loved it and so i stayed doing that and i held it close to my chest until we hired a guy his name's eric he's amazing and finally i was like okay okay i'm, I'm letting that network engineering flower go um because because now i i want to i want to I want to, I want to zone, like network engineering is comfortable to me. It's what I can do with my eyes closed, but I'm, I'm ready to dive into some stuff that, that is a little more businessy and you know, it's a little more like how to, how to, you know, how to win friends and influence people. You know, it's like how to, how to, <laughs> yeah. how to become a better, a better manager, how to become a better business owner. So, so that's, um, yeah, it, it, it's all based on what, what do you want and what can you give away? So that, that's, I know it's kind of vague, but hopefully, Matthew, that that helped a little bit. No, I, th I think yeah, I mean that that was great advice. So I think he'll be able to run with that. Um, uh, Dimitri, thank you for the super chat. Uh, he says, "Hey guys, what do you think is the natural career development of a network engineer? Uh, do, you, do you become a manager? Do you go for self-employment, kind of becoming a contractor, or should you stay an engineer?" Um, mm. I'll, I'll, I'll kind of talk to that for a second because I, I I've been at that point in my career where um, I, I think that the. The short answer, the simple answer, is that it comes down to your personality. Um, a lot of people, and my a lot of people in my family are like this. They love just being the worker bee. They love working for someone. They love knowing their place. They know they love having that parking spot, coming to their office, their chair, and their cubicle, and they love what they do. They love networking, and sure, they have ambitions to you know rise in that company. Uh, but some people just love being an engineer. Now they could become a manager, like that's fine, but some people just hate managing people. Um, so mm. I think it just comes down to your personality traits. What take, I mean, cause I know we have a, we have a culture where it's like ambition, ambition, go, go, uh, strive for your greatest, uh, you know, possibilities. But some people just, that may be not what you want. So I would mm -hmm. sit down and think, what, what, what are you geared towards? What do you want? Maybe just becoming that engineer at your company at a certain level is, is your max happiness. You get to come home, spend time with the kids, your family, build up on hobbies, and that's where you're at. Um, but if you're more ambitious, if you're more an entrepreneur, entrepreneur is easy for me to say, uh, you might want to become more self-employed, become a contractor. You can make mm -hmm. a lot of money um, taking your skills that you've really built up on. You Maybe you're a specialist in Palo Alto or, or you're really great at collaboration. You can take contract jobs here and there and you can make some yeah. serious money. So it's really just a personality trait thing. Um, I think uh, the, I guess the, the ultimate end goal for any of those situations, like if you want to become a manager, yeah, you can work your way up to CIO, right? Or if you want to become a great engineer, you can become an architect for a consultant firm or something. Um, yeah. 
but it's just it's down to your personality traits. I don't know, Jeremy. What, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think well, half half of me. So I'm 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 starting to tip the scales. Um, I used to be one of those guys that that's like anybody can do anything they want. They just have to put their mind to it. Um, I, I and and some of me is still like ah, you know because yeah. I am not a natural manager. Uh, my my natural personality trait is very people pleasing. Like I just want I want to make you happy. Like that's 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 me, um, which doesn't work super well for for a manager position. Um, but so 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 part of me is like, well, I need to learn to grow in that area, right? But I talked to a guy. He he's a big. Uh, there's a book called Strength Finders. Um, he's a big Strength Finders. Like you were created. It like you're you're a part of a puzzle. And and so anyway. Mm. I, I could go off the deep end, but let me say this. <laughs> One, if you're – so this and this is going back to that question. If you are amazing at network engineering, you're probably not a good manager. <laughs> and I'm just saying that. Like <laughs> no, most, and I now, totally like, get that, yeah. Just from knowing a lot of – and that's, that's the big problem that a lot of companies do. A lot of companies are like, that guy's freaking amazing as a network engineer. Let's make him a manager. And like a year later, like the, the whole thing's in disarray. Like he quits because he's like, this is misery and all that kind of like. So, so no. So if you're an amazing network engineer, your next step, going directly to the question, is probably to go contract because then you're not managing anybody except yourself, right? Mm. And and maybe that's where you test the water. Is you go contract, you get a few key clients where you come in, they put you on retainer or something like that, um, and you and you. Uh, um, bring in somebody like, uh, you know, somebody to help you cable or somebody to help you install and they start coming up. And it's at that point that you figure out, am I, am I a decent manager? Because chances are within a little while it'll get awkward and that guy's not doing the right thing. And you're like, all right, I'm just not calling him back, you know, cause you don't want to like, so, so, and there's, like you said, Chuck, a ton of money to be made just being a contract oh, network yeah. engineer. And mm -hmm. that's, and it's, you know, everybody's like, Networking is going away. No, it's not. No, it's not. You know, for for <laughs> decades to come. So be a, a stellar network engineer, and you you've got you've got a job for for the future. So, um, so that being said, if you're not a stellar engineer, you might be a pretty good manager. And the best manager is somebody who talks the talk, but doesn't walk the walk. You know, it's it's somebody who can know the technology well enough to ask the right questions. And and understand if something's off, right? And and just keep just keep asking questions, smart questions, to drill down to what the best answer would be, and then make that decision. That's that's the key manager right there. So if you're not a stellar network engineer, you might just be a pretty good manager. <laughs> and if you're neither, well, <laughs> oh, just speak to that. I mean, I'll um, I'm kind of putting myself out there now, but um, when I was an engineer. I mean, I was good and I would get raises and I would advance in my career. But I think the reason I would advance was because I could communicate clearly to my managers and I could clearly communicate things and teach people who were coming behind me to do what I was doing. Um, but if I was being honest, if I saw like there is a network engineer I worked with who was just amazing and I would look at him and the way he would do things, I'd be like, he's on a different level. I, I, I'm like over here just playing with blocks and he's over there just killing it. And I'm like, you know, maybe my skill set is better in other areas where I can take what I love about networking and, and push it in another direction. So that's where, you know, I'm doing this now. I'm teaching and I'm doing YouTube stuff. So yeah, you mm -hmm. just kind of have to find where you, like, you can still love networking and kind of change it a bit. Um, just kind of speaking to that. I thought that was a kind of interesting point. Yeah. Um, 
So we have a super chat from Peter. Thank you, Peter, for that great super chat. Um, he says, I've been studying nonstop to get my CCMP for three years. I know how you feel, man. I've been there. <laughs> there right now. And uh, was wondering what your greatest obstacle when learning something new, such as cert certifications or college degrees, is and how you guys deal with it on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, now, what are your thoughts, Jeremy? Sorry, I was reading Ricardo's question. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, Shame can you on say you. that one more? You weren't even listening. I, I know. I, I, <laughs> okay, hang on. I've scrolled back up. Um, <laughs> Here's nonstop CCNP um, was wondering what is your greatest obstacle when learning something new, such as certification college degree, is, and how you guys deal with it on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, yeah, I do have thoughts on that. I have a lot of thoughts on that, so I'm going to try and, and hone it in. So let me. I'm going to, Peter. I'm going to restate your question um, to say, how do because this kind of I'm I, it's like I'm I'm looking at Ricardo Ricardo's and I see that bird I'm gonna like try and nail two birds with one stone. <laughs> um, Ricardo is saying I've, I've got a you know elect, electronics engineering should I you know should I go for I got a security plus should I go for CCNA should I do something else? Um, so so um, and it's funny I like uh, those two questions. So what I'm about to tell you is like the culmination of three. I just went to a guy. I went, I went to lunch with a guy two days ago. Um, he's a dual CCIE, um, and he asked something very similar. He, he's, which, which you might be like, he's a dual CCIE, and he's asking this. Yeah, and, and here it is. It's, you reach these points in life, whether you're an electronics engineer and you're starting to get into, you know, into, into network tech or security tech, or, or you're, you're going after CCNP and you're like, is this shit what, I, what I should do? So, so that's that's where this dual CCIE is. He's kind of like, is this what I want to do for the? He's he's in his forties, like me, old, you know. <laughs> um, but but um, he's like, is this what I want to do? And I said, look, um, what I do, and I'm I'm not saying this is this is what you should do, but this is what I do because I go through the same kind of things. My my the funny thing is, my main characteristic in if if in every personality profile is I am extraordinarily creative. That's that's my strength, is I'm just creative. And so that can apply to anything, technology. And so so what I find is I'll start down this road and after doing it the same way for like a week, it should be longer, I kind of get bored and I'm like, oh, okay, how can I tweak that? How can I tune that? And so what I do is I, I take take opportunities and I'm like, okay, boom, and I go and I, and I spread wide. I go, okay, like for instance, um, I, I don't know if you saw it on, on uh, YouTube. I posted a uh, Ubiquiti Dream Machine Pro. I ordered one of those because I was like, that looks cool. Let me try that. And so I, so I, I got, am, I, am I planning on, like, so, it's funny. I, I love people. They're like, oh, does that mean Jeremy's abandoned Cisco and now he's a Ubiquiti <laughs> yeah. guy? I'm like, no, I just, that looked cool. I wanted to try it. And so, you know, and, and I'm like, okay, well, I want to teach people how to do management. And I want to, and so I spread wide. And so, so my advice for all of you, like, how do you know what you want to do? Spread wide for a little while. Try stuff. Don't, don't, don't look and be like, well, because you can stand in that land of indecision forever and be like, well, should I go do CCNA security? Should I, should I do, should I, you know, should I try CCNP? Should I, like, you can, you can land there for too long. Try stuff and, and give it, give it, give yourself a time frame, because, because otherwise you end up spread wide forever and then you're just lost. And that's where you're like. What's the meaning of life? Like, give yourself one month. Just be like, okay, I've got one month, and this is my month to try stuff. And I'm, and don't go crazy on me, like you know, like, <laughs> like you know, 
Are you like a drug addict? No, I mean, like, like try <laughs> job stuff. Like, just try stuff. Try all kinds of new stuff. <clears throat> and within a within a, a couple hours, within a week, so, you know, like for, uh, I'll tell you one thing. I, actually, I shared this with you, Chuck, uh, not too long ago. Um, I go. I, I have a lot of kids. I'm not going to tell you how many kids. Everybody, <laughs> it just gets crazy. I have a lot of kids, and so we that's because you lost count. That's just be honest. <laughs> What's that? You just lost count. Be honest. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. So, so we. The, the funny. I always call myself an Amish technologist because my kids don't have video games. They don't have anything like that. And we go to the library. Like that's our. That's our fun. I know. Sorry. We go to the library. <laughs> um, and so, so while they're looking around at books because they just eat them up, I go to the book section and I always. I get. I get three types of books. One is something that I'm really interested in. I'm like, ooh, that's a that's a cool book. And I grab a book on that one book. And I don't I don't go crazy. I grab something that I don't know. Like it, it, it's not not hard in a library to find something that you don't know about. And then I'll then I'll then I'll just get something for fun. So three books: something I know, something I have I have no idea about, and then something that's just fun. Usually a fiction book on something, and and I'll and I'll read that. Um, and so I'll come home, and that's you know I I cut out, and this is this is where discipline comes in, and that's that's my weak spot. Is I'll try and cut out certain times of the day and be like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take 30 minutes, and I'm gonna read, and so. That's that's within that month. I try and find new interests. I'm like, ooh, this is cool. This is cool. This is cool. And I, I just kind of light it up for a little while. And then and then so so you kind of get the idea, right? And whether it's library, whether it's you know whatever, take a, take an online course, take a whatever. Um, so spread wide, find some really cool, interesting things, and now pick one. And then for the next month, that's where I go whoop, laser focus. And I'm like, I'm going after that one month, one month because. In that month, I know I'm going to hit some high points, and I know I know I'm going to hit some low points. Because there, no matter what you learn, there's always going to be something where you're like, ah, I didn't see that coming. This is so lame. I and so it's when you push through that stuff that you're like, okay, okay, I got it now. Um, like for instance, uh, Chuck, you you and I ran into each other in the. Uh, I it used to be voiceover IP. Now it's collaboration space, mm -hmm. right? I had to learn the Nyquist theorem. And that was like, oh, seriously? Come on. <laughs> and so after I learned the Nyquist theorem, I'm like, that's pretty awesome, you know? So you, you're gonna hit low points and, and all that kind of stuff. So, so get that laser focus. And then after that one month, ask yourself the question, okay, is this what I wanna do? Is, is, this what I, is there a market for this? Is this what I wanna do? Could I, could I be good at this? And if, if not, then boom, spread, go wide again. You know, try, 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 try. Okay, let's try that. You know, zoom, zone, zone in and that's, that's my that's my trend. So, where I fall down is where I either go wide for too long, and then I just keep going wide, 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 and before long, I'm I'm lost, and I'm like, what's the meaning of life? Um, <laughs> that's that's where I, I run into that. Or I stay focused too long to where it gets comfortable, to where I'm like, ah, this is easy, this is easy, this is easy. Then I then I just stop growing, and then <laughs> same same road. What's the meaning of life? This is so boring. I hate doing this. So so anyway, that's 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 my that's my general rotation. So hopefully. I, I, I skipped a rock and hit three birds with one stone. No, that was fantastic. And um, uh, Peter, to kind of answer your, more, your question more specifically, uh, the obstacles I hit when I was both uh, a network engineer and also trying to get my CCMP, I'm, I'm assuming similar to what you're going through now, was that what I was learning in my CCMP um, didn't always and actually sometimes rarely matched up to what I was doing at my job. And um, I think w when you can study something and then have it reinforced with what you do at your job, it's like the, the best of both worlds. It's just mm. such a perfect mesh. Um, but a buddy of mine I worked with, and uh, his name's Matthew. So, gosh, he's
It's so funny. We're studying for our CCMPs at the same time. I used to get so mad when he'd get his certification before I would. And he'd come in and slam his certification uh, pass report on my, on my desk and go, booyah. I'd be like, ah. <laughs> jerk. <laughs> um, I was just jealous. But he would, he, it was so funny because you would know what he was studying because all of a sudden we would have a change put in or no, we didn't put changes in. We, just, we would just do things in production. Uh, don't do yeah. that. Uh, but like, for example, he was going through the uh, CCMP switch track and um, he, <laughs> he suddenly were doing a, um, a port security deployment through all our switches on our, our floor because he's learning about port security. Um, so we did that. And of course, we ran into a ton of issues. So we, get to, we got to learn a lot about it. And, um, and then he kind of combined what he loved. Um, so he didn't just stick with, with CCMP. And this is kind of the other, the other side of that is, um, and I, I steal this from him, but as you're learning the CCMP or any of those topics, try to learn something new and then combine those topics. So at the same time, he was learning PowerShell. And um, we were having trouble with our, our uh, port security situations because we were setting our, our thresholds too high and people kept getting locked out of their ports. So he designed a PowerShell module. This is before network automation was super hot. He designed a PowerShell module, our little program script, um, with a user interface and everything that he could give to the help desk and they could unlock ports whenever someone would call in. So like he combined those two things to make mm. it interesting and fun and be creative. And that's what I try to do, like with, especially with the network automation stuff. Like I know a lot of people get super overwhelmed with, okay, I'm learning CCNA, but now we have all this new network automation stuff on the horizon. You can just take bits and pieces of it and start to just apply it to what you already know. And it becomes super fun and interesting. So that, that's kind of how I tackle those, um, those stale moments of uh, going through new stuff or just being kind of being overwhelmed is, you know, kind of make it exciting for yourself. And then there's one other thing I do, um, is I try to kind of what, what Jeremy does. He you know picks a, a, a book from d- different perspectives. Uh, uh, for me, what I try to do on a daily basis is I uh, like for example I'll study coding, and then I'll study uh, networking, and that's kind of the same thing. Like just studying technology, it's really in depth, and it kind of wastes my brain away. When I get too like just stuck in that. I'll step away and I'll study, like I'll, I'll practice my guitar. I'm trying to learn guitar, so I have this great app that's showing me through it. Just switching that, that, that focus to something completely different that's using a different part of my brain just totally helps me get through that study session and, and hit the books again. I'm totally refreshed. So just doing yeah. something different, stepping away is so helpful. Um, but anyways, that's some of the obstacles I ran into. Um, but anyways, thanks for the great question, Peter. That was fantastic. Yeah, those are good. Um, couple, couple notes. Um, I'm looking at the clock through the blinding light, um, and I, it's, I've got about four minutes left before before the the rest of the family comes crashing in and knocks everything over here. So so um, so uh, I saw Chris's comment. We should have Keith on. We've never done a three-way instructor chat. That would be no. that would be fun. That'd be fun. Um, that would be a fun thing to do. I don't know, Keith. I don't know if you're still on. I don't know if you'd be up for it. I think it'd be I think it'd be fun if the technical like. Just, I'm looking at the feedback monitor over here, and I'm seeing how. So Chuck figured all this stuff out with with you know, the the people. I don't know if we could technically, like, not only logistically, but but um, yeah. Thanks, Keith. Awesome. Uh, it it would be great. So if we could figure it out technically, I think it would be a blast to have. have we can we can figure us. it out. I think we could. Okay. Challenge okay, accepted. Cool. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that would that would be fun. That would be fun. Um, yeah, that that would be uh, that would be something. That would be uh, that would be fun. That would be, uh, have a blast. So, so nonetheless, I've got I've got three minutes left before all the all the kids come crashing in. Well, let's let's try uh, to answer the. Uh, well, did you have something else you wanted to like end cap with, or you want to go speed around on some questions? Nope, coffee's empty. So, 
Speed rounding. All right, so we'll try to go through the super chats as quick as possible. Um, Tolfo Toyo, I've been studying for my route for one month, and thank you for the super chat, by the way. Um, got 690 yesterday, want to pass before 23rd. Words of wisdom, can't explain what a systems engineer is. Seems very sales-like, rather hands-on, thanks. Um, so that's like two questions in one. Uh, let's see, want to pass before 23rd, any words of wisdom? Any words of wisdom for cramming before 23rd, Jeremy? Trying to get the route passed? Route. Uh, yes, route. Route. That's a tough exam. That's a really tough Super exam. Super tough exam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so words of wisdom. So with the route exam, again, last last time I took it, it was very, very much real world. Um, as in, and, and that's why um, in, in, the, in the route series I made on CBT Nuggets, I tried to do as much hands-on. I know, actually, Keith, it's funny that he's here. He made a, uh, a labs for that. So as mm -hmm. much hands-on as you could get, just like do it, deploy it, do it, deploy it. Do your show commands. Check out, okay, what's the output? Is that what I expected? Wait a sec. You know, no, don't just do show run to fix everything. You know, like, like get into the, you know, there's a reason they do a show IP protocols, a show IP route, a show, you know, like, like dig uh, and really really get like like the nuances well okay why is that ospf neighbor staying a two-way relationship do i get that like that it sh should it be that way is that is that right like those kind of things are what will sail you past the route exam because um it's not it's not a fact test and that that's kind of what makes it a really good test um but it's hard it, it's it's a hard test so um so there's no shame i mean 690 is actually a pretty good score on that exam um, mm -hmm. so the, it's, 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 a it's, I'll just say it is a hard test. Um, so, um, yeah, I so my, my practical, so being where we are right now, I would say you've got probably one more good go at it, uh, before the 23rd, if, if that's, if that's, that's what you're going after. Um, so I would, if it were me, this is Jeremy's strategy, I would schedule. And, and again, I'm, I'm going to assume money is no object because it, that's not, obviously not a real, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to say I would schedule, I would schedule one on the, let's see, where are we right now? Uh, ooh, wow, 17th. we're close. Yeah, uh, we're really night, close. Probably on like the, I mean, cause I know we got a weekend in there. So I would try and schedule it with enough time that I would be able to, to go on the, the 22nd or 20, you know, to, to try two, two attempts. Um, one, I would just, you know, study right up to you and, and, have a go if i missed it then i would schedule it again and literally not study at all uh, just uh, except for maybe an area that i was like i totally didn't know that when i was on the exam study that but don't don't because i always say 50 percent of passing an exam is knowing the information the other 50 percent is some combination of your nerves understanding the word games like did you mm -hmm. really read all the questions the time the stress like that whole mix is often like people that know the stuff don't pass the exam because of all that. So, so that's, um, that's, that's all I got on that one. All yeah. Right, I got one more question. One more oh, question. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, no, no, I, I can take one more question and then I got Okay, cool. Let me see. Uh, so I think you covered Chris's, uh, super chat. He's like, um, we should all be on the same chat together. Um, I think I saw one I saved from earlier. Um, gosh, where was it? Oh, someone asks, uh, where is that job posting for the San Antonio job? Is there a seven? Uh, sorry, I just saw Keith's chat. Is there a seven-day waiting period now? Is that? Uh, if so, sorry. One, I, take one stab. Take one stab, and that's it. Yeah, I'm not sure if there is. I think it might be like a two- or three-day waiting period, if I remember, because I, I failed the route exam twice. So I, I definitely know where he's coming from. Um, yeah. It's, it's not an easy exam. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think, um, well, you know what? 
no pressing questions from what I can tell at the moment. Just a quick scan. So, Jeremy, thank you so much for coming on. And um, yeah. no, even though you lost the debate, uh, it was good to have you come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a great way. To no, no, I, th- I think we. Um, yeah. I think it's a, We're a good draw. We're starting up again. <laughs> I'm getting you revved up. I'm just I'm, I'm making you stand like chat longer. Um, yeah. So, anyways, guys, if you have not already looked at Jeremy Chara's uh, YouTube channel, he's posting some great content. Um, so go check it out. Link below for that. And um, yeah, he's on Twitter, Instagram, he's everywhere. Go check him out. And thanks again for watching. Um, real quick, one thing, if you want to win a Ubiquity um, Dream Machine, which Jeremy just mentioned, um, I'm giving away three of those along with some cameras and other stuff. So um, there's a, a link to that video below. And also just look at my past videos. Anyways, that's about it. Jeremy, any passing, any ending words of wisdom before we go? No, no. I think I think it's been great. Chuck, thanks for thanks for putting – this was actually Chuck's, Chuck's great idea. Keith, thanks. Um, it's good, good to uh, good to chat with you. Great Ooh, idea, thanks, doing Keith, this. for the super chat. <laughs> All right, well, we'll uh, we'll go ahead and end it, and we'll definitely do this again. So, um, yeah, thanks, Jeremy. Yep, see ya.